because EPMD, another bad idea. Another bad idea. No, I'm not calming down. You've been fooled this whole time about EPMD. They're classic. They suck ass because Eric (laughs) is ass that he sucks. He's the fucking worst. Okay, so everything he's done, it's always half down. So P, he does a good job. But you know what P was doing? He was biding his time until DJ Honda got his shit together. That's when P got real. And he started producing for himself. When he was with Eric Sermon, it wasn't shit. It never gonna be shit. It will never be shit. And that's when Redman went down, when he got into the shit with Eric Sermon. Shit. Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Kirby Castro, and Silver Rocco. Yo, 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 this is Call Out Culture. I know the back again with another one. I am your ho- one of your hosts, Curly Castro. I'm here with Alaska, Zilla Rocker. Hello. We shouting out all the Call Out Cultists. And tonight, yes. we have the living microphone, the one and only Sketch 185. <laughs> peace. Peace to everybody. How y'all doing? Very Just well, my off man. a great album release. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. The album is called Gattaca. And Pretty yeah, much, yeah. No, just <laughs> um, uh, he left nothing for the swim back. Um, created in association with the one and only Jeff Markey, Absolutely. and we will, you know, we're gonna talk about that as well as our topic: the retirement, mm. hip hop mm. retirements, the retirement mm-hmm. album, the retirement posture, the retirement album that you didn't know was a retirement album. Mm. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about that because, um, well, this topic came to me. Um, I heard I was listening to your interview sketch, actually. And that's where I got the topic from. All right. You had mentioned you had some um, personal concerns and you had thought this might be your last record. Yeah. And I also went through something like that last year with my health concerns that that last shrapnel record might have been my last record. Just in terms mm-hmm. of like what's important and what you can get accomplished. Right. Mm-hmm. Going through some health stuff. Alaska has had moments of past hip-hop arcs and he you know turned in his his hip-hop badge at one point and um zilla has some life changes come up and he made an album with that in mind this would right. be his last album so i just thought about the retirement album and how hmm. we have all had interesting moments of that we have come back from that brink um some hmm. of us have done other things after that turn and i just thought that was interesting i started thinking about things like the black album it was a Retirement album, uh, two shorts, retirement. People can't see the video, but I'm doing air quotes and mm. things of that nature and why people do that. Um, I also want to talk about the retirement album that you don't know is a retirement album. Mm. Uh, the score by Fuji's. That was mm. a retirement album. One mm. and done and you never saw them. And again, um, cool compete. He did lost and he's lost. Nobody <laughs> knows. I, you know, I'm not dissing the brother. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like these yeah. things just existing as a singularity, as opposed to say, like, um, Royal Flush. He has one album, but we know him to keep. He's still active. Yeah. Or the difference between people we're talking about and say, like, Despot. He's not yeah. retired. He drops. What I wanted to get into tonight. Right. So, I would like to start the convo. Let's let's start personal. All right. Gentlemen, so if anybody would like to indulge, oh, and we will also be talking about the record. He left none for the swim back. That'll also yes. be within the conversation. So just real quick, let's just do the the umbrella-ish, our own personal experiences with that. 
and then I wanted to get into Sketch's latest record, mm-hmm. and then we can expand the topic. So that's cool. Everybody mm-hmm. here, everybody yeah, here. let's do it. All right, boom. So, gentlemen, anybody wants to point in what has been your own personal experience with hip hop retirement? Uh, as fans or artists, what do you mean? You, um, whatever you feel like, whatever you feel. Um, like. I remember as a fan first hearing that type of shit like i remember they had like two shorts retirement party and mm-hmm. they did have a jay-z party, saying he was gonna retire after reasonable doubt and like oh good I, i'm glad you brought that up because that was mm-hmm. jay-z's original stance was reasonable doubt was his one and only and he was out right and then uh, I, I i feel like master p like mp the last don that yeah that was yeah yeah i feel like yep. that was yep. a tentative was retirement plan that um was one. black album another again retirement I just think uh, the Castro, the only person I know that retired and stayed retired as a rapper is Dave Ghetto. Mm. Dave, Dave will not do a verse at all, mm-hmm. and I've asked him several times over the years. Um, he has no interest. He, he's making beats now, which are dope. But um, yeah, I think it's so. When, when Too Short first announced it in like the late '90s, and then came out with like Blow the Whistle like eight years later, <laughs> um, and was huge. I I just it made me realize even jay doing that shit was like it's bullshit you're not no one well too sure it seemed like it was a mathematical conclusion remember this was like my 10th album right and i'll stop and then jay was a little bit more like i've said all i had to say yeah he was always trying i'm I'm basically just kicking off this label and i'm gonna be like an exec or some site some shit but what was jay's comeback record was american gangster that would be right am i right that was i know kingdom come Okay, which should have should have he should have retired rather than make left it left alone Oof. yeah so i just thinking that it was just weird that i I never heard artists anywhere else in music claim these things at, at unbelievably young ages you know what i mean like these dudes were in their 20s maybe too short was in his early 30s when he said he was gonna retire but you know i never heard like fucking ozzy osbourne like i'm retiring after this album when he was 28 years old or some shit you know just it was very bizarre at the time and none of them stuck to it so i knew it was bullshit. i remember even like saigon but i think there's a test talking he was gonna retire I mean, hip-hop is young man's game as they always say yeah. young man young woman's game right so when people back in the day were getting their deals in their teenage years by the time they hit 30 they kind of cycled out right and good so point that's a good these point. cats that we're talking about that had these tentative retirement levels or whatever they were all like hitting their 30s like too short was doing right. a lot of records at that point jay-z it felt like we said he always felt like and and with jay he was trying to make some statement by like remember the whole thing of um it was that chalkboard advertisement where it was different yeah i got this beat from dre yeah. and i got a premiere beat he was crossing he just had a list and yeah, yeah. Like, and, it was and like, wasn't even accurate I, no but it was like <laughs> the um it, it came off like an illmatic list like all and those- the funny thing was when, when i was making my quote-unquote retirement record that was my thinking, not on a Timbaland, Dre, Pharrell level, but it was like I wanted to work with people that I historically hadn't worked with in a long time, always wanted to work with when I made the record Future Former Rapper. And I, I had you, Castro, deliberately on, deliberately on like five songs because I was like, you're my best friend. We talk all the time. You should be on the album the most as I ride off into the sunset as like a dad and a husband and employee full-time and not really doing music so good before uh, we somebody else's testament what would you're a personal why did you why did you think you were going to retire i just didn't think it i didn't think it was possible you know at the time we we just got married and we had just we we found out we were having our son what maybe like four months into being married and about to buy a house 
So I just like, well, okay, this is done. I mean, this is over. I'm not going to have time to rap. And uh, so I spent a lot of time, like, you know, getting with Starkey, who I hadn't worked with in a long time, and and then, like, working with Ray West and, and Disco Vietnam, Messiah Music and all them, Dove. Um, but just thinking, like, okay, like, this is my last one. I just want to like, basically, like, show off every style I'd ever tried before <clears throat> and a couple new things, and then that'll be good. Like, I'll just kind of wrap it all up, small pro on a record, and an arm and hammer, and that'll be that, you know? I'm good with that. Yeah. And then, you know, I just... Make more music fucking than ever after that. So, like, clearly not the best fucking forward-thinking process. But that was where I was at the time, seven years ago. Alaska, transition to you. Where were you when you considered retirement? Um, I w- Well, it was a few things that happened. Um, first, like, when did I realize we didn't want to do Hangar 18 anymore? Like, we Get just weren't into it. Right. Um, so, and, you know, we kind of always were like, we never wanted to do it if our hearts weren't in it. Like we didn't think that was fair to the music. It wasn't fair to the people that supported us. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't fair to like to ourselves to just half-ass it. Um, so I did some solo stuff after that. Uh, I started working on some solo records and um, I also was like uh, having about to have a family and I went to do a show up in Albany and I got there and I was watching everybody perform and everybody was so hungry and so like, mm. you know, like ready to go. And I was like, I just want to go the fuck home. <laughs> like the whole time I was there, I was like, I just, I got to get out of here. Like, I'm not like, I'm not here anymore. So I had this realization that like, and, and I guess it was like, I didn't know what else to do. So I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like mm. I, I saw like, you know, the, the passion that I had, the way that those, those guys had that passion. I didn't have the passion that way anymore. And like, I always saw like, I always felt that was the only way to do it. Right. right. So I didn't know that, you know, you could take a break. Mm, right. Right. It again, right. Cause it was like, interesting. That's great. Especially at that time, it was like, you had to have content, 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 content. And it was like the start of sort of streaming and licensing, like, so you know, getting you would paid that take way. A break, you would lose your spot. If You'd you lose your spot. Yeah. Right. So, and I think, I think to an extent, like some, when people start talking about retiring, they were taking control back. Right. Cause like Z said, like by the time people turned 30, they were like cycled out of the industry, whether they wanted to be or not. Good point. Um, and yes, you know, there was never like a career for anybody beyond that period of time. Like historically, you never saw it. Right. Yeah. There was nobody that like stuck around. Like you had to transmute it into something else. Like I use the, uh, cool J great example. He went right into the acting. Ice T. Yeah. Latifah even right. Latifah was huge. Method Man was doing a lot of roles or Buster. Buster was in strapped. Yeah, and then, Driving Forrester. And he was in um High Learning. He was in He was in Halloween Five. He was in Halloween Five. Yeah. So he yeah. so Buster started and, and, being like, let me put my uniqueness out there. And yeah. Yeah. And, and real quick, Ice T talked about in his book where he he did more acting deliberately because his album sales were slowing down. Yeah. As as the as the mid to late nineties um, went on. Buster also had time because when he started acting was right when L.O.N.S. had stopped and he was starting yeah. to do his solo yeah, higher learning. Yeah. He would all oh, he was still in the group, like I think with some of them earlier. Also, another guy that people don't realize how many roles he was in on uh, Q-Tip. Q-Tip would mm, be in a yeah. lot of things you wouldn't notice. Oh, he was he, in Poetic he's, Justice. He's in Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice. What else? You know what I'm saying? He was in, uh, you know, Janet's video. Like if you look up. Was he in Brooklyn Babylon? I got to look at that again. I only remember. I, feel like I don't, I don't even in. think there were any roots in there. Uh, yeah, I saw it once. But anyway, let's, sorry, sidetracked you. <laughs> no, but no. Uh, 
Yeah. Alaska, did you want to expound? No, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. It was just was like, I didn't really know. It felt like either you had to be whole hog or out. Right. Right. So So if I was, if I wasn't whole hog, like I wasn't like ready to go as hard as I always went, it didn't feel like I should be there anymore. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like, like it, it would took a couple of years before I realized like all the stuff that drained me and that I hated had nothing to do with music. Mm. Uh, it had to do with idea. everything else. So like, you know, I think it's like any other job. Like if you grow to hate your job, normally you would leave and do another job. But when you're a musician, <laughs> Like resentment is hard to roll back. Like I tell yeah. people in relationships, once you start resenting your partner, that's a hard hill to come back from. Yeah. Because and, and there there was no model at that time to like be somebody that just put out music. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, now there is like you could just put out music. You could you could have full control of it. Like you actually needed to like have like backing to put out music, get it in stores. <laughs> like, you know, you had yeah. to have like it was really a full-time job back then if you wanted to like be on that presence. Um, I mean, it still is today. Like if you're touring and doing all that stuff, but you could also just put out music on your own. You don't need any of the other infrastructure anymore. Right. Which was um, necessary. Like I remember, you know, getting in print mags, that hustle. Yeah. Like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and yeah. I remember you don't need press anymore. Y'all are no. jokes. I remember you told me that a big thing was like getting in those video games, getting in those yeah. state videos, like getting those things early on. That was important. <sighs> Yeah, getting like like you know you get something in like like we were in that House of Cards show in like background music, yeah. like le- legit. Yeah. If like if right. they didn't tell us our music was in it, I wouldn't have known it. They could have gotten away with it, but yeah, mm-hmm. we got. I, like, I got something in like a Road Rules show. Yeah, we got a couple grand, background. so it was like all right, Sick. cool. Like you'd have money coming in that way too. Yeah. They have to rerun the shows. Yeah, all right, sketch our illustrious guests. Yeah, so I mean. I mean, like the thing is, um, before we get into the art side of it, I know one of the things that tends to like stop a lot of people before I even get into my health is family and people around you. Where unlike other genres, they treat rap music like it's venture capitalism and not an art form. Mm. And in which case, once you if you have not if you have not succeeded at a certain age, it's just not going to happen. Right. It's not like playing the guitar where, you know, you could do it for the joy. Or you can, or you, you know, it makes you feel good or you and your friends get together, y'all play on the weekend because it works. Right. Occasionally you go to a bar and play, but right. this covers or something else. No, you're a rapper. Rappers are supposed to get rich. Right. Rappers are supposed to succeed. You can't do this thing we barely think is an art form like an art form. You should be real about yourself. You're no longer a kid. Right. You, and you get a lot of that. And, you know, I got a lot of that in my life. You know, before I even had my health scare, where people are like, what are you doing? Well, you know, you're getting older. You, you're close to 40 now. Why do you still rap? And I'm like, why do you play softball on the weekends? Mm, hit him. You know, hit him. Why, why do you have bad knees, but you do uh, summer league basketball? <laughs> you know, like, like these are things, you know, this is just like y'all. These are the things that we did without somebody asking us to do it. Yes. And these are the things that we did well. Right. And you're telling us to not do the thing that we do well and find passion from without your validation in order to do nothing similar to make you feel comfortable with the way we live our life. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking stupid. Love it. Mm. You, you know, it's that's just the reality. It's like, you know, I've had to tell family, like, you see me twice a year. Don't matter if I rap. Right. Um, 
You know, that's Bing that's just, Bong. You know, that's just what it is. But a lot of these rappers, you know, like hell, I don't know what it'd be like if I made a million dollars and a lot of my family decided to work less and I had to take care of them. Mm. Or I'm 27 and my mama t- and people tell me I'm supposed to take care of my mama. And she 57. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, like 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 one income still one income is supposed to handle everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, like I don't have that too short. You know, I could imagine being 30 and going, this is too much. I'm paying too many taxes. There are people who bought their house based on my record. There are yep. people who couldn't buy their house based on my record. You know, I'm out in Atlanta doing all this. You know, I'm not necessarily near my team, so on and so forth. The record deal is crazy. I'm done. You know, it's the one thing I know how to do that I'm good at, but right. let me try to be good at something else. Then you realize that you write raps. That's what you do. <laughs> exactly. Raps. Right. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And nobody, like, it's, we, it's what you do and nobody's looking. And then yeah. these people try to give you the expiration date on it. Exactly. Like it's, you know, like rap, rapping the way we do did not exist at some point. Neither did fucking playing the piano, but it's here now. So there are going to be people where that's the way their mind works. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, outside of the health care, like, I'm, I'm in the food service industry. I bartend. And I've had a few opportunities coming up to do things at a bigger level. Mm. And that right there has been one of the things that's caused a crossroad, you know, because all of a sudden, you know, like, before last, before the last two weeks, I wasn't sure people were going to give a fuck when I dropped an album. <laughs> mm. I know that feeling, God. You know, you know, it's just like, because everybody go, hey, can't wait to get an album. You know, it's like, okay, cool, let's see. <laughs> then, like, the little bit of, you know, you know, the press that I've gotten so far, so on and so forth, is one of those things where I go, okay, cool. It wasn't a mistake. Yeah, shout to Pitchfork, you know? bro, dog. Shout yeah. to Dylan. And realistically, shout to you, to you, Zilla, like, seeing how you were going about things really, really was inspirational. Where it's just like, yo, just do the fucking music. Mm. Do the music and be about it a certain way. Thanks, man. You know, and, and Alaska the same way, you know. And Castro, like, you know, your, your output has been crazy. And just the idea of get it out to people and be mindful, be mindful of people who've never been who you are, been where you are, give you advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like know, I, can I wrap it up with one thing? My father told me a, a year and a half ago I should get a job at the post office. And I said, Dad, I make more money than the postman. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> you, know, you know, and just in which case, like wrapping your mind around the idea that I could do something that works, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense to you, leads you with an onslaught of people who act as detractors. Yeah, of course. And they shouldn't yeah. even have a voice. Big time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's um let's hit a first break. When we come back, I want to talk about your incredible record with Jeff Markey. All right, and right. get more into this retirement mentality that we're talking about. I will be back. Call out. Let's do it. Sedale Threat Remix EP available now. Name your price at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com or stream on all DSPs. Classic cuts from the Sedale Threat album. Remixes from Small Professor, Jason Griff, Mighty Healthy, and yours truly, Zilla Rock. On the mic with Casual. Bruiser Wolf, Thurston How the Dirt, Read the Lost Cause, Alaska, and of course Castro and Prem Rock. Sedale Threat Remix EP available everywhere. Get that now. Shabam, shablow. What's up, Cookie? 
That's my dog, y'all. We are back. Call our culture. I am Curly Castro with Alaska, Zilla Rocker. We're here. Sketch. 25! Yo, Sorry. real quick. Oh. Ske- ske- we, did, we did the organized confusion episode with Sketch. Yeah. Did, did we have you on for one of the roundtable ones at some point? Yeah, I think mm. so. I think, I think you were you in like early like, COVID when we had like a bunch of people. It might even be it might even been before COVID. We had a couple of people on at one time. Do you feel like you were on one of those maybe like one of versus ones or something? The premiere or like RZA when one? we went over Wu Tang or yeah, premiere RZA. Oh God, of, maybe maybe because we've done a couple of town halls and I feel like you've been in those type. Yeah, of Yeah, I think he was on I one of those. On one. Maybe, maybe the RZA one. premiere one potentially. That had a lot of folks. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that was loaded. That was loaded. yeah. I wrote yeah, a, I wrote a list. list. I wrote a yeah. list. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. That, that was. And then you and John were on the John Morris. Shout out to John Morrison. We're on the stress. Yeah. That was yeah. a great one, too. That yeah. Shout fun. out. John Morrison wrote a really good um, eulogy type piece on Dove. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I've already. Yeah. Like, uh, so anybody that's out there, uh, all of our styles. Oh. The, uh, Absolutely. Dog actions uh, of the now for me and Andrew. That's just me doing straight up day law shit. So, like, whole, anybody that knows song. this show and our peer group um, have to know that Dove is very much a forefather of a lot of what we do. Mm-hmm. And and Dove specific, specifically, rest in power, everybody loves Pops. You know what I'm saying? That's an easy sell. Pops is, you know, he's clever. He got the glasses. So nice. He looks, he's an attractive man. Everything works from the minute you look at them, even back in the day with the certain hairstyles. Mm-hmm. You always just attracted the Pops, his voice or whatever. But there was always something rumbling underneath with Dove, with Dave. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. style, his flows, always different, always challenging, always coming up stuff. Then the harmonizing when you get oh. to daylight, when you get to stakes is high and the singing and stuff he's doing, when they start working with Truth, Enola, and things and, of that nature. Yum, yummy Bingham and all them yummy too. Yummy yeah. Bingham. But like, yep. yeah, him starting to really hone that voice. So we, we here at Call Out Culture and our peer group abound. We very wow. much will miss the one and only s- statue that was true go to dove and genius. so we just want to send Total out genius. send out Absolutely. our prayers condolences to his fans. probably like the most innovative rapper that never is get never got those accolades because everyone says de la but yeah. this dude is like no one had ever been compared to him at any moment Mm-mm. Yeah, nope. truly the unbelievably original. No one's like, Definitely oh yeah, a, that, a one of one. These ten guys, they're all biting dove. Never. Definitely a one of one. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you um? Do you guys see the video that came up recently? Of I saw it yesterday. Of him talk. He was like on a on Eclipse's show talking about how he came up with True Boy. Nah. Oh, no. I missed it. I missed oh, it's it. amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, he basically just talked about like growing up in a Haitian household. In a Haitian household, and yeah, um, and looking for something, some um, sweet, sweet. Yeah, and he got, he was like, "This yogurt stuff here is really good." And that was something that wouldn't be like confiscated or <laughs> yeah. looked down upon by the parents. Yeah, whether the probiotics, it be cakes or, yeah, it's the probiotics, um, yeah. chocolate and stuff. That was digestion. Yeah, certain <laughs> islanders. That's not like you. You're more seriously you're more in line to eat plantains and eat sugar cane and stuff than go to the store and buy a lot of packaged candies and stuff you just yeah. don't grow up that way seriously and so in order to get your parents approval 
you try to find the in between, and yogurt was like this in between. My he parents was don't super know. Super into yogurt. My parents don't know this got this got uh, strawberries and raspberries. Oh, at it's the got bottom. it's got as much sugar as a fucking pack of M and M's. You look yeah. at the sugar in, index. But no, in terms of like your parents not um saying no, you can't eat that. So he got into yogurt, and yeah. what happened? And Paz told him. Pa, he, yeah, he, Paz said that he he flipped his name. He flipped yeah. his name backwards. He's like, I gotta yeah. flip this yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> this yogurt shit, I love it. Brilliant. He was the most fly yeah, fucking great. dude. He's amazing. Yeah, he's cool as shit. He's the coolest yeah, man. His rhyme design was crazy. Like, Oof, it's man. it's interesting to see. Like, I think like Daylight's kind of the way organized confusion and Camp Low are, where <laughs> people talk about them a certain way because they can't. You can't go through them. You got to move around them. Mm. I stand by this, and I don't give a fuck who agrees. Uh, Plug Tuna is the most advanced rhyme of the eighties. Period. Mm. Outside of maybe new rap language, mm. I like. We, I was talking about this. The closest thing was probably UMCs and Step. Just in terms yeah. of like trying to push that. Hey, you know, Rakim's doing this, but we could do this. Like another yeah. like Rubik's cube configuration. Mm-hmm. Right. Rakim started. Like, r- like we talk about all the time. People were rapping a certain way around that. Everybody was doing it. It did hit that now I could be classic with the hip hop, but that was a blueprint for people to rhyme. And speaking of a girl named Sally, did it, but the mm-hmm. thing, man, Pally. Yeah. And even Run DMC is guilty of it. Run DMC is the most stylish of them, but they was like, and I go and back into center behind, like all that. And Rockem said, no, I'm gonna rap like this. And then we have Daylight and them coming, like, okay, noun, verb, adjective, pronoun. And we're gonna flip all that upside down. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. all that sentence yeah. grammar shit. I remember yeah. that was the big thing that stood out for me last was like them just abandoning grammar rule. Cause I was such a, I was a student. I was in English class and you know, we go over all that stuff, underline the verb, you know, as early as you, as you remember that. And then compound were all of those rules. And they yeah. were just like, yo, fuck that. No, no rules. No rules. Yeah. And, and to, yeah. your, to your point sketch, like plug tuning, like the way they would just, it was always like sentence soup for me with them. Like, yeah. You can't, you like, it's hard to, like, it's hard to compare something to that because they just and they did it slow and fast simultaneously. Oh, god, and did that, you know, with this looping pattern, you know what I'm saying? And these guys coming out of high school just doing something that's honestly, untu- you know, to me was untouchable, you know. And I heard it late, obviously, because I was born in '85, you know and what I'm saying? I was younger, so look. They, when they did like say no go, I was like, oh, the Red Nancy Reagan should make sense. Like, you know, because I was just along mm-hmm. the lines of the anti drug movement yeah. at that point. Yeah. And with Daylight, what people don't know is like, um, Merce, what, um, Poss, his brother was in, was, was a drug addict at a, a, for a good swath of time when they were doing that music. And you could tell he actually has a song, you know, my brother's a bass. Yeah. And, um, and, but what I'm saying, so when I listen to so no, say no go, I'm like, Back then, people were making these anti-drug songs because they had a family member who was yep. drugged out. You know what I'm mm. saying? So it hit close to home. You weren't like carrying Nancy Reagan's water per se, but you were like, no, this is kind of messing up our community. And I'm feeling it's one of those things like, oh, that won't happen to me or my family. And it did. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So um, sorry, I don't want to get really off topic and pivot, uh, but it's cool. Uh, sketch. Yeah. Come on, man. Hit, hit us to this record, man. What the fuck, man? Like, you know what I'm saying? You take all this fucking time. 
me and, and me and Zilla discover you at a, a random show in Christmas time. Ten years ago. Yep, you were Prague, yeah. and we were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I don't even know. Did you rap back with bend over backwards? No, I don't think you did it. But you were doing a two mic double fist. And I don't care. Yeah, what you think. I think my thing is I might have like I know that's one thing I used to do. Well, I'd, I'd go backwards and just walk towards the front of the stage. Yes. Bent over while rhyming. He would do that. I'll see uh, you do it once, I'll but do I don't that know just if it's intimidate that rappers. Well, okay, <laughs> again, and it worked. It worked. Yeah. Like so, used to, I used to do jumping jacks <laughs> on stage while rhyming. So, so, so you got these collaborations Tomorrow yeah. Kings, um, Warship, no, oh, excuse me, um, Gunship Diplomacy was the record, mm-hmm. and War Church is the yeah. collab with ATD. Yep. Aid you or what finally clicked, you know, I mean, you talk. I, yeah. I was about to go upside here, but it was like, okay, it's time to settle down and do a definitive piece of work. So, so, so here's the thing. Um, the record was done at least nine months ago. Okay. At least, but you know, we're on a record label. So it has to fit into the schedule. And if you want to put it out right after you do it, you, you know, there's a give and take. Where it's like, you could put it out, but you can't get this. Yeah. You can put this in a, you can put this out, but this can't happen. Mm. So I was like, you know what? We're going to have to wait to 2023. Then we go backwards. I started writing some of the songs for this record right after Gunship Diplomacy first came out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Six years ago. And then, you know, like a lot changed when COVID hit because I had like the better part of a record. But, you know, didn't have a place to record it. AM Breakups and our homie Mike Weeder actually uh, forced a hand and had recording equipment sent to my apartment. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just moved from Queens to Brooklyn to this matchbox where blood pressure was crazy because the house was psychotic. Mm. And I would just set up like the mic in between. But yeah, like it took me four years to write, I, I believe, in some form or another. But I wrote that, wrote a Tomorrow Kings EP, wrote a Tomorrow Kings LP that's been that you're on that's been in, yeah, in limbo for some years. You know, like, I didn't want it to take this long, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 I was going to be like, finally, after four years, new album, COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and COVID has abstracted a lot of people's vision of time because I there's a two-year gap when people talk, oh, I ain't seen you in like six months. No, two years and six months. Only. Three years, yeah. Um, I, took, I took my dog to the dog park today. And I was like, oh, this is the first time you've been here since 2020, late. Like mm-hmm. one time, I brought her. I brought. Her, I took her out there with with a mask on, and you ain't. Even, and and also like just being around other dogs willingly, not like when mm-hmm. I'm yeah. walking in, but like going to a dog park and being social. That was like the first time in years, and you forget. So I could I could see how that added to your. You know, and program. and to add to it, just to be on some emo emo tip on some emo <laughs> shit. <laughs> the day I got my last mix of Gunship Diplomacy, the actual song Gunship Diplomacy. Six or seven years ago, my girlfriend came in the apartment and broke up with me. Oh. <laughs> hey, what so with that, my financial situation just switched overnight. Oh, so like I like I went down, you know, I went down a, a financial rabbit hole. I had to get my life together. Oh. At, listen, listeners out there, many a great rap records are made off of just getting dumped or getting broken up with straight oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like big time. Yeah, so like that's it's in the record, but yeah, mm. I wasn't trying to take a long time, just a long time to happen. But there, but with that said, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Cool. The yeah, Tomorrow yeah. Kings record should be out this year. Good. 
people will finally hear the Curly Castro TK song that's been <laughs> needing that, that's been needing to come out to light. Yeah, I remember it's entirely by AOA. No idea what it sounds like anymore. Um, and it's good. It's, it's incredibly good. Um, let's get some more stabs in before we get into the other parts. Oh, please do, segment. please do, bring it on. Um, nine tracks. Now, mind you, the LP has taken on many different forms. We talk about that a lot amongst ourselves. What's considered long, what's considered short, what's considered customary. We talk about the old days of Raekwon and Fat Joe albums of 20 tracks and shit like <laughs> that. Then we get into the, you know, we even go all the way to the, um, Kanye's seven song nonsense or whatever those were. Even they love 26 songs. Well, 24 you know tracks, but the it was because of well, all you know the skits. I mean. yeah, yeah, but yeah. You know I mean? yeah. But just tracks. looking at that, how intimidating that looks on the back of a CD or right. on a yeah. um on a digital display when you have your CD playing, keep pressing skip. Yeah, you know, keep going. 18, 19, keep you're like, yep. oh, wait a minute. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Let's keep going. Um, yeah. So why? What was the, what was the reasoning with the brevity, if you want to call it that, or just like was the record just that was it? You know, we nine. did fifteen songs. Mm. We did fifteen, sixteen songs for the record, at okay. least, mm. and it was going to be eleven songs, and it was just. I had a conversation with Woods where he respectfully went, this record's dope, but there's a section of the record towards the middle. If you put these songs together, sounds like an incredible EP. Mm. And if you keep them in the LP, it slows it down. Mm-hmm. So we pulled two songs out, which broke it down. To, no, it was 10 songs. We pulled two songs out, which broke it down to eight, but he suggested doing a, a more up-tempo song. And mm. me and Jeff are already starting to work on the second record. So cool. I was like, you know what? I got a track. It's called Up to Speed. I'll, I'll knock it out real quick. And it moved up to nine. So we still have, you know, a chunk of songs that may reach the light, of, you know, see the light mm-hmm. of day. So you that have happens. that part. Then this record was intentionally designed to fit on a vinyl. Mm. Yep. And know about that. even... Even if I believe I'm respected, I know I'm not famous, so I cannot do a double vinyl. No, 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 no. This, this is the, all our listeners out there. Listen, your album's got to be within 44 minutes is pushing it. But if you're in that sweet spot of 42 minutes, 41 to 42, maybe you can push it to 43. It can fit on one plate, meaning there only needs to be one vinyl. And you get an A and B side. Anything longer than that, ladies and gentlemen, you're you're dipping into the realm of double vinyl, double gatefold, more money. It costs more money to press up two pieces of vinyl on a record. that might not be worth 15 tracks. 12 might make your point, but now you're in the double vinyl. And you have to charge more. Yeah. yeah last. He was going to say something. Alaska, you going to no, say something? No, no, okay. no. I was just listening. So, yeah. So like just, that's just the little t- tip of the trade. When you're making records, keep, keep in mind what the length is. If you're putting it on tape, or digital, go crazy. Have a great yeah. time. In addition, bass. The bass lines on your record dictate also how long the record could be because bass grooves are bigger. Yep. So if you have so if you have a record that's 40-something minute with a massive amount of bass, mm-hmm. you reach this thing called sub-bass distortion. This is for the fans, not for y'all. <laughs> sub-bass, distor- sub-bass distortion warps the sound of your voice and everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's because there's a physical space that doesn't grow any bigger, no matter how much you put on it. So all of that led to us having a 39 minute record that dropped, you know, hours worth of music that dropped down to 39, that ended up dropping down to 34. 
Mm. So like it wasn't like I wanted to do a super short record. It was actually a, a battle between me, Jeff and Woods, because I'm used to like an hour. Cause I, you know, because in my mind, I was like, it's been six years. Let me give people an hour worth of music. Right. Because it's been yeah. six years. Yeah. Right. You know, you should have six years worth of shit to be able to say. But once again, you know, they talk it's 10 minutes per year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, like one of you know, he he put it differently than I I'm about to put it. But my homie RGB out of Austin was basically like, you gotta learn when to shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can yeah. say a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, but you might have given people too much. Jeff at one point said, look, I was already crying by track six. If we kept those two tracks on, I, like, I'm I might have done, done something about myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a trap, shrapnel runs into the, um, well, our common thing is we'll have songs that sound too much the same. And Prem is mm-hmm. good to pick that out. So like if a song, mm-hmm. if like two or three songs are sounded similar, Prem like, now nah, we got to take two of them out. And we'll yeah. just, we'll figure out some else to put them. But if, if we have like identical type songs, he 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 doesn't stand for that. Everything ought to be different. All yeah. right, gentlemen, y'all have any questions for our keen guests here about the record? Um, the one I was I was gonna it's not even a question. It's just something I noticed that I I think it's so dope in our scene in our space now. Like Alaska was saying before about him coming from a big part of the industry albeit the the huge indie industry was like not having the tools we have now to do the shit you want and you know and find your audience what i think is cool about the backwoods vibe and i saw it with woods maybe like four years ago and i'm seeing it with sketch i see it with def c i see it here and there with other folks too is like twitter is the perfect space for people to share your one-liners and when you see people sharing sketch one-liners, and I say one-liners, not like the fabulous corny punchline, you know what I mean? Like, no, like the, even one bar without the, the one bar, bar piece yep. that stands alone yep. that previously would have been like an ill bumper sticker or a tattoo phrase or like yep. a t-shirt. Twitter is the illest spot for people in our space. Yo, apologies, my signal was unstable for some reason. Oh, no doubt. You good? You still good? So I was just, I, I just think it's cool watching people parse their favorite standalone bars and lines from Sketch and sharing it while they're listening to the record. I think that's that didn't really exist, you know, eight years good ago. Point. Good point. So that's cool. Hey, I apologize. I missed part of the question because my signal was unstable. Uh, no doubt. I was, no, I was just, make, just, I was just a making statement. a statement that it's just, it's just cool watching people react to your album that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's been a trip. It's been a, you know, was, you know, like I always write the lines one, one by one. Like there's mm. rarely a time, you know, where each bar is something. Like it's mm. something like me and my homies did back in the day. Whereas like if you wrote a bar where you didn't say shit, people would go... The cats of the crew would go, dog, right. you didn't say shit. Right. Mm. Why you go, you gotta get rid of it? You'd be like, why? It's like, sure, it rhymed because it's supposed to, but you didn't say shit. Mm. And, and and you know, like realistically coming from like hearing Aesop and Vast there and Vak Hill and guys, oh, where every bar is bar. something. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. bar is something. You know, like that's just the way I try to do it. And like watching, you know, it's 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 a wild one. Cause you know, like we all kind of will look at our name as in the search, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Cause some people will mention us but not add it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
In which case, that's that's the prerogative. But when I start to see stuff, I'm like, oh man, people are really listening. And I see somebody. Oh younger. yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see like what you're about to experience, and you've experienced before. What you're experiencing is you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna have a cycle of like six to eight months where you can search your name and find something new every day. Yeah, and that's that's gonna be refreshing. Like because mm-hmm. at certain point in time that don't happen, but when you when you find yourself the constant conversation in these digital forms, it's good. Like I, when Shrapnel started. In 2020, I always remember I started, I wasn't even doing searches because nobody was talking curly cash. Not really. Only mm-hmm. when I was dropping shit or when Wrecking Crew was doing shit. But Shrapnel seemed like it just had this reverberation and people talk about it every day. And I remember there mm-hmm. was a time for a whole year, and it was the first time this ever happened to me. I could search our name and I find something new every day. Somebody yeah. new, somebody new checking it, somebody doing something. And that, you know, that that gives you um that helps with your purpose. It's you know, you're not just screaming into the void. When you find yeah, right. absolutely yes i'm happy that younger rappers i'm seeing younger mcs you know check it out yes to yeah. me means a lot because you know i like dealing with you know getting props with dudes my age but we're almost 40 and 40 plus i you know like i i enjoy the youthful energy of somebody who still has that wild-eyed look oh like trey trey's great trey yeah yeah he can rap yeah and trey trey energizes us with his 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 craft and the fact that he's such a good fan reminds me like when i was a fan like you know yep. things that would excite me so like even when like when me and prim are talking about marketing strategies or like doing things remix wise and stuff i always go back to like remember when we were jux fans and like stuff like that would excite you like I, i'd find a cage mp3 on like some weird website four away <laughs> I right. like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Now I might have yeah. been, you know, might only be like five hundreds of me back then that liked that shit. But nowadays, like, it's cool to be the um the forebearers of it. It's cool to be the people that like we make the stuff that excites people. That's oh yeah, because I'm I'm always gonna be a fan, and that's always yeah. gonna be my central thing. So things that excited me as a hip hop fan, <laughs> I hope to impart that on our fan bases. You know? Yeah, I, I forget who it was. It was a couple guys. Because the record came out at midnight and I'm bartending at the time. <laughs> no, 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 correction. I got off work. You got off, yeah. You at and 11. Prem was with you. He told me he, you were. Yeah, and Prem was there, you know, which is great. Shout out to Prem Rock. He was one of the voice on Nike, Nights and Weekends. We used to bartend together. He got me a job in Harlem. So we're just chilling. And, and not at midnight, but like at 1220, I get a tweet that goes, yes, you went hard enough. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. It's all blind eyes, white noise, and exit stage right. All good men have heart problems, so the broken wings, high enough to pretend they gave flight. These figures cast a slide, in and out of the human chest like a proper monster. All right, waters of blood, so we can walk against that blade. Well, I'm about to beach Hollywood, it's landslides, and addictions telling me the same lies. Say 
same life He lost when he found God in gang ties Our nephews made songs about it The parents didn't write the wrongs about it And I was drinking with them Victims of the human condition So Castro, did I go hard enough? Tomorrow Kings, did I go hard enough? Tomorrow Kings, Yo Afro, did I go hard enough? Yo Riff, did I go hard enough? Yo LeBron, did I go hard enough? You know, you know, you know that you know, that feels a kind of way. You know, especially if it's been a it's been a long while. You know, and that and that isn't a guarantee, right? No, nah. yeah. But it's always a good feeling to um finish lines. Finish lines are great, man. When you oh, get to the finish yeah. line of things and you get to complete shit, and that and that this you know this field that we're in, you know, whether it's our hobby or it's our our occupation, whether we're how we want to do define it finish lines and deadlines they're pretty important in this thing mm-hmm. and so when you, when, you, when you get a project and you project manage it and you get to the end is a lot of relief and we're not even talking about release or any of the other stuff we're just talking about setting a task putting it in hand i'm going to complete it by this time and getting it done i think that to me that's like the gold at the end oh, of yeah. the rainbow when it comes to hip-hop people that, that, that practice the craft like a lot of people and this is for our audience and this is for us. A lot of people don't finish what the fuck they start. You know? yeah. They don't like big oh. time. As simple as I can put it, a lot of people just don't finish not now, whether that be the reupholstered um armchair in the basement, you know what I'm saying? Oh, or yeah. the uh the Boy Scout badge uh quest that you're on, but you needed to do two more weeks or whatever you were studying to get, you know, your cert, whatever. A lot of people don't finish it. And is I always it, feel like we're the it, great finishers. Yes, it's Leslie. it's easy to to do the bulk part, but when it comes to the fine details, oh, ain't that the, the last that's, ten that's yards? Where, the that's last where it really gets minute. difficult. That's that those was, are the details that yes, matter. Yes. And there's, yeah. a, there's also a fear of success. Oh yeah. Oh, but when, when I think like, and it's, it's it, you know it's delusional yeah. maybe, <laughs> but it's the idea that like people want to do it, want to put in the work, but are scared of their life changing when people actually care. Bang. Uh, How many times see, did you have an open mic show? You're about to go on. You might do good. And you left. We all yeah, did that. I, I never dealt with that. But I, but I, but we I, all, I, you never did. You never just like, no, I'm not doing it today. No, I, I, not, I not wanted the fear. success. I always wanted the success. No, I'm always fear. like, this shit not better for, work. <laughs> okay. But, but, but just for other reasons, I remember me personally, I remember leaving some of those, just not doing that show for, you know, for some of the reasons y'all well, are talking about. Well, there, there's also that, that bit of like, self-sabotage that sometimes happens because you're like That's what i'm talking about if i fuck yeah. it up at least they can't reject me yes yes yeah. yes yeah. if yeah. i go yeah. up there and not take it as seriously it yeah. won't be so bad if it messes up yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like i want to talk to this girl but if she rejects me i'll, I'll make a corny pass this way when she receives i knew she was a bitch you know yeah. what i mean like yeah just do something stupid yeah or it's like it's like we're like <laughs> we're like sort of like real like ugly folks make themselves even uglier yeah you know yes. what i mean <laughs> like yeah i've been around you know, those dudes yeah 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 i know i know cats i remember cats from back home you know if y'all hear this i don't fucking care i know cats from back home who um instead of getting properly on the independent hustle they were always chasing a major label deal <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 because you know chasing that dream was easier than reality of selling it out of your trunk or putting shit on consignment, yes. handling yes. a bunch of emails, 
or yes. like having to talk to somebody at Fort Wayne yes. and Appleton to do a show and, yes. and repeating this process where even though repeating the process might make you a, a lot of money eventually, yep. Yep. they'd rather go, you know, we had a meeting at Columbia. And, oh, big. T- yes. And yes. the thing is, most niggas in my hometown <laughs> didn't get signed. A lot of them got ripped off by major label artists. I'm not going to talk about it online right now. Right. But they didn't get signed. Or new guys who had to use street money to do shit the label was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But like, but with that, you get a lot of people. That, that, you got to recoup that shit too. It's the same business, same business. <laughs> if you get street money, you got to recoup that too. With, like, with, they shoot for the, like they shoot for the stars instead of plant seeds. And you watch, yes. you, you know, you, and you watch it, you know, and it's, you know, like it's the But they also person. want credit for the shot. If I shoot for the stars and you see me really going for it, give me credit for that rather than me completing something at a more ground level. And, and and getting it out the mud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before we go to the next question, can I tell you all this one quick story? Yeah, go right. Of course. Okay, so this would have been eight years ago now. No, no, no. Nine years, nine going on 10 years ago. We're <laughs> at the spot subterranean. Subterranean, they do open mics on a lower level. They mm-hmm. do bigger shows on the upper level, which is two floors. In general, a lot of rap shows get relegated to the lower level. Sometimes because they know they can't pack them, other times because it's black folks. But if you're a bigger artist or have a machine behind you, you'll go upstairs. Mm-hmm. We're doing our release party tomorrow, kids, for Nigga Rick Time Machine. And we, I forget what day it was. It might have been, on, it was on a Friday. That's what it was. We are going to do it. Somebody in the crew was like, yo, should we do a low, low level? All of us went, now fuck that, fuck that. We're doing the, we're doing the uh, upper floor. They were like, yo, do you think we're going to fill it? It's like, yes. 600 people like cool we're going to fill it with 600 people so with that Ooh. the lower level that no, we did like they don't so, they refuse to say it was sold out i guess we needed more people in the bathroom but with that but no if a, if a club if a club can try to find a way of weaseling out of a sold out declaration they don't there's more money there's a bonus oh they they, they mm-hmm. were mad at how much money how much money we made that they didn't yeah. but with that i was there was an open mic going on downstairs where a bunch of the dudes involved in it were really cool with one of the guys in my group. Damn. And I started getting into a debate with the guy. People gave him respect because his crew was once signed to a major label. Okay. And I was like, that's cool. I was once signed to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. And he starts talking to me about all this. And starts talking to me about how Chicago hip-hop goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot, my signal was crazy. No, you're good. Keep, just keep talking. <laughs> we could still hear you. I know you're freezing, but we can still hear you. Yes, uh, we can still. We, yeah, we yep, can still we hear still you. Heard we still you. Heard. Oh, my bad. Like, like I just see frozen faces. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we still yeah, heard we you. Can still hear you. Okay, right. so basically, talks about how Chicago hip hop goes, and this is the way it is. You can't do X, Y, and Z because the scene ain't like that. This is the last time I spoke to this dude. I won't say his name. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to give him that much disrespect. Also, don't want to give him that much props. So I shook his hand, said, you have fun. Rolled up to a fucking sold out show that went exactly opposite of all of that. And half of what I talked about is that you could do more if you decided to do this in a way where it could it could expand. You know, but you're just mm-hmm. grasping for straws every week. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, he didn't believe me, didn't want to agree with me. He's still doing the same show right of now. He is. Getting the yep. same people right now. Yeah, of course. That's, that's, that, 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 that's old. That 
that train is always on time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but it's also the the ability to not take control of your situation. Thank you. Allows Lester. you the freedom to not change your situation. Thank you. Big yeah. Time. And for for a lot of people that are like I've known this from like dudes that I've known. Like I think any of us that have gone through this scene know these people. Yeah. That they just want to be artists and say they're artists. Yes. So yes. they don't have to actually do anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yo. Yeah. Alaska, just, just do 30 seconds years? about this, please. I love when you do this. Do it. It's my favorite thing. Just go in. <laughs> go in on oh, no, that, that type of person. Oh, no. I mean, I I, I don't really have much more to, <laughs> say, have about much more to say about that. Other than like I feel like Ghostface talking to Jim. Come on, man, take your shirt yeah, off. Man, I mean, go we, in. All that. we all know those dudes that are like, I'm gonna drop the, this record. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And they don't do shit. But they, they want they to be might considered. they might like live with a girl. Definitely they all <laughs> live with a girl. all their bills. Oh, or they, they all live, live with, with like their girl. girl's yes. parents. <laughs> like we all know these dudes. Yes. And they they're like I'm getting ready to drop this record. Mm-hmm. But they give they, rapping they, such a bad name. They bro. do, but they're they're like, you know, Plankton, they were construction bro. workers. But, they but would, I mean, I mean, they when would I have say, the boots, but they would never go to the site. Thank you, because yeah. I, I I've told girl, you know, when you tell people a rapper, but this is what I'm saying about giving it a bad name. I told a girl one time, yeah, I'm a rapper, and she like guffaw. She's like, <laughs> because in her experience in life, she met a million rappers. Oh, my cousin Eddie's a rapper. But not in the actual business of rapping. Doesn't yeah. put anything out. Doesn't right. put their in her own money. She gave it up to a lot of rappers that yeah. weren't. <laughs> and and the funny thing, and it, but she laughed, and I was I at first I was a little offended, but then I started thinking, oh, how many people have told, her, oh, I'm a rapper. I'm in Philadelphia, oh, yeah. if anybody doesn't know, we got a lot of rappers out here, oh, yeah. and and, yes. and a lot of people don't put out stuff like we're talking about, but mm-hmm. they definitely try to um perpetrate the fraud in the sense that I'm in the scene. Because I'm someone involved. I go to Larry Gold's studio. I know Black mm-hmm. Thought's cousin, sister. I'm in the game somehow, yeah. some way. Oh, always. I have yeah. I have some skin in the game. Yeah. Do you release projects? Do you have release schedules? Do you do shows? Do you I'm, do I'm, si- I'm signed to True Criminal Records as, as Beanie's yeah. label? I've yeah. visited Rasheed Wallace's studio four yeah. times. People the same qualify them that they've had back in '96. The verses, yeah. hey, oh my goodness! Then and, and then they probably some of these cats are stealing on um, battle rapper verses, but I oh, digress, yeah. yo. Straight. Oh, right. I remember we had we had a kid at <laughs> when I was in college. There was this battle, and it was like this. We I was up in New Paltz, which is upstate New York, and there was this kid named Tone from the Bronx that was there. That was like everybody was like, "Oh, Tone's nasty." So <laughs> some kids was. came up from Newburgh, and they were like, "We're gonna battle, and we're gonna take him out." And the motherfucker started getting burnt on stage and he pulled out. Remember like the red man and Bismarcky freestyle. Kind of. It was like this big, like sort of like it made the tape circuit, but he basically started getting red man's rhymes from that freestyle. Oh, come on, bro. Thinking he would get over and the whole crit, like that tape just circulated campus. Like everybody on campus had that tape. Oh, come on. He just basically kicked that shit to the whole audience. It was one. But I I can't stand that. But I've seen cats do that. Like, don't, don't do it. Cause you, one, I'm, you can't think that other people aren't as knowledgeable as you. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you stole, somebody might have heard. Somebody and they heard. start. And if the worst is, I've seen it happen maybe one time. But the worst is you you kicking something stolen. Somebody starts rapping it with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I was around a dude who was like stealing shit off the score from the Fugees. I'm like, you realize this sold 10 million. Oh, hell Jesus. no. Man. Like people know these bars, sense. bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you trip it. You, you go, you know, shoot for the sun. But um, all right, let's 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 hit another break. 
Uh, wait, uh, did anybody else have any questions for Sketch about the record in, in specific? I just had my proclamation of uh, of uh, overwhelming enthusiasm for him. Yeah, and shout so, out I, to Jeff. This Jeff Markey. I'm yeah, real Jeff proud of him job. too. And and I I really adore East Side Summer. I'm black this, I'm black that. 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 Middle class niggas running trains on purchase. Had a clear lane, joined the gang on purpose. Went on vacation, even Sega Sunday service. They never calling me shelter, but nigga shit makes me nervous. Like, must be 95, 10 years old, Timbertown summer. 95 with butcher tickets, in between bulls predictions. Auntie got her shit stolen by her cousin for his last hit. Her uncle got shot because that's what happened to uncles back then. Black power devoured in the black still in the album between street lights and a mother's first scream. Anyway, my brother, little sister, and I playing in the backyard of our building. In the scene, mumble turned to bickering, our words turned to whispering, an argument shifted to silence when the bullshit got settled in. Father, daughter, boyfriend, boy dash into his car, slide to the seat. Oh man, shotguns, the passion aside, his daughter just oh, that's a great song. Like, it's, it's probably my favorite track that's coming out. That's a, really, really good. That's song. a crazy track. I mean, like, it I have to get that out because every year when I come back to Chicago, and before that, me and my brother would go, Yo, man, you remember that time we got it. You saw that dude get shot. One of those. Not, yeah, that's going oh, to always comes up. Yo, you, or you it's walk like, by the area. Yo, remember this is right no, no, here. We don't go over there anymore. Okay, I'm just saying. Like that, that's, that's that was, sometimes you want to talk about up. a hot block? When Google Street hit, I was oh. chilling. And somebody's like, Google Street's here. It has every street mapped out. I was like, it sure the fuck doesn't. They're like, uh, uh, yes, it does. I was like, cool. I'll give you address right now. They ain't been to. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fine. 7423 South Kingston. Yeah. Put it in. It's, it's mapped out now. Was Put it, it in. Some south side shit? Dead zone. Some south side shit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the southeast side of the city. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, the south side's huge. But yeah, this very particular area that's called Terra Town. Like, what I was, what I was that's talking what, about. Because you know who I'm, why I'm asking that? Because Isaiah Thomas has been talking a little bit on some podcasts, and he keeps mentioning oh. he was from the south side. And like, oh, yeah. that, that there was a difference. Like, a distinct, tangible difference. Oh yeah, between the South Side and the and you know just in terms of like danger, oh, yeah. keep your head on a swivel type shit. I mean, like, but but here's the thing: like in certain in certain respects, that's not necessarily bullshit, but it's 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 somewhat inaccurate depending on age. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. I'm 38, so mm-hmm. if you were if you were a kid when I was a kid, it didn't matter where you were in the city; it was violent. Gotcha. The only thing that changed was the ethnicity commit violence to you. And I'm black, so everybody hated us. Mm. Um, despite the fact the city was founded by a black dude. But the area that I was in, the same area that G Herbo's from, that Kanye's kind of come from, Commons from, Chance is from, uh, uh, Gyroscope is from, part of that area is called Terror Town. That's what Damn. elderly people call it. It's one of the most violent, it was one of the most violent areas in the city at the time. It still is. The year that this record, uh, the East Side Summer's talking about, the city had over 900, I believe it's 937 confirmed deaths. Not counting mutilations and shit like that, but confirmed murders. Jesus. You know, not only that, but it had like a few hundred people died from heat stroke that year. It was the de- like the deadliest summer, deadliest year in Chicago history in a long time. You know, it was wow. one of those things that you could feel murder in the air. 
You roll mm-hmm. outside, you could just feel the tension. It was like a white noise you could feel. So East Side Summer was just like, I gotta, I gotta talk about this eventually. And Jeff played a beat that sounded exactly like a trunk rattling, uh, rolling uh, by. Look mm-hmm. at that, nice. So as soon as I heard it, I was like, yo, this reminds me of summer when I was 10, I saw a dude get shot. So um, so we we did that. Gyroscope, like, I reached out to them and they told two crazy stories. Because we all have stories about seeing people get murdered. Bam. We all have a bunch of them. Like, if you remember Black Power Hell on Small Gates record. Yeah. I was on my way on, I was on my way to get my hair cut and I walked past a still warm dead body. Because mm. the dude got the dude got executed on the street probably 90 seconds before I hopped off the bus. And I got off the bus like a block and a half away from th- th- that block. So it just happened. Oh no, yeah. So but we all have those stories. Damn. That's, you know, and that's everybody across the city. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's one of those weird things where people are like, I'm from the South Side. Yeah. Some areas are really terrible. Farrakhan's on the South Side also. There are a bunch <laughs> of Frank Lloyd Wright houses on the South Side too. Right. People get a lot of shit fucked up. There are millionaires on the South Side. Ooh. There are housing projects on the South Side too. University of Chicago's on the South Side. Damn. Indiana Jones went to college on the South Side. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No but it's just there's a difference in like dress code and accent from the south side to the west side to the north side. As with any place. Like yeah, yeah. See, I hear that listeners, y'all got a really tight Chicago crash course on the Chicago yeah. geography. Don't call it Chirac. Never, not not to a person my age. <laughs> no, that was weird. That, that whole that was a very weird phase. And I and as much as I love him, I do hold Spike somewhat responsible for. He should be ashamed of himself. That whole thing was a calamity. There was a whole payola thing where he had. I watched. I watched the movie, but I I still have it. If he watched, oh, see, the thing because it was based on this tragic Greek play. If that was the angle, that would have been fine. The fact that he tried to weave Chicago into it was very uh, irresponsible. But only that, but it also doesn't factor in that some of these kids killing each other might have been gay. So, Mm. um, you know, so like you know, withholding sex might not have meant anything. Oh, mm-hmm. great point. Great point. But I think he was, it was like Spike's challenge just to do that tragic play. I can't remember what it's called. It's not the mascara. That's something else. It's uh, called uh, Les Estrada. That's the Les Estrada. Yep. And just to try to make that modern, you got Nick Cannon. I don't know. I, I will say this. I always say this. I really like Ambic Pentameter. I'm one of those weird people that actually enjoy it. So when I hear it, you know, like uh, Romeo and Juliet with Lino DiCaprio, it doesn't bother me. But I know it bothers people because they just don't want to hear that rhythm, like how uh, Carmen gets on people's nerves after about 45 minutes. You just don't want to hear people talking <laughs> in rhyme. But, you know, we grew up different ways and I, I love that shit. So anyway, all right, let's hit another break. Thank you, Sketch, for giving us so, um, so much eloquence about the record. We want everybody to grab that record. That's just it. And there's no need to talk convincing right. or just go grit it. We said so and just do yeah, it. I think, I, think, I think people will enjoy it. It's six years of our life put into 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ask for when it comes no. to some real hip hop. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk about retirement albums that didn't know they were retirement albums. They thought mm. they just played one on TV, but little did they know. I will be right back. Call out culture. Yeah. Andrew, sad dance songs. I don't know. 
finally available on physical media exclusively at $3pistol.com on very limited beautiful cassettes designed by Andrew. The album slid out right towards the end of 2022 on Cold Rhymes Records. You can still stream and purchase the digital over there. But if you want to own this joint and bulk up the Andrew collection, get at us. $3pistol.com for Andrew's sad dance songs, I don't know. Call out culture. Sh 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 blau. Sh 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 blam. Sh 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 deek. Definitely going to get him on the show one time and explain that he is part of our um, lexicon oh, yeah. we, here. We, we love Shabam Sadiq. We love Shabam Sadiq. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the last angle of this whole thing. Thank you, Sketch, again, for being here. Um, retirement albums that we didn't know and they didn't know were retirement albums. I always bring up the classic idea of the score because the score was definitely made um, with more albums in mind, oh, it wasn't their first percent. album. Most people oh, yeah. think it's their um, opening album. It's first not. album is li- truly the worst. Rap really, album really, really it's bad really album. It is a really bad, 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 bad album. So very, very hard. Yeah, yes. on reality. Very lot, hard. Lot to get. They had that great Wyclef. remix. The, single, the remix was great. The the Nappy had remixes, but yeah, the Nappy Head's original was terrible. Yeah, and then that other song they had, the originals, like the original versions of some of those songs, became popular later. Yeah. vocab the original vocab sucks yeah it just sucks but the vocab remix is tough so yeah. i think we give them credit for hey we tried it this way it's not really vibe it's not really jobbing let's nope. try something else let's let you know uh Wyclef produce a little better yeah. let's take yeah. some let's sample some recognizable stuff you know and let's go for it you know and that was them but they never went back to that well never went back um, somebody like Cool Compete, who's become a myth mm-hmm. in our indie parts of making a great first salvo record. Fucking you, and and you think that and we always we love the new guy. I, you know, I'm an NBA fan. We love the new rookie, the unsigned, persevering, unsigned uh, free agent that makes it. He's on the roster. He's in the game, and you want to see them do more. Same thing mm-hmm. with these artists. You want to see them do more, and then they they don't for whatever reasons, millions of reasons. But um, Z, what do you think that is about? The album that becomes the like the final. I I think that's dope because it's like you could you you at least are at peace with that shit to not keep going back and trying to recapture some shit. Like remember we when we were doing the, more slump. That's yeah. Like hip-hop. when we were doing like the Native Tongues album, the Native Tongues episode. I forgot to point out like the second Black Sheep record nonfiction. Oof. It's very weird because when I went back to him, like this is a technically solid, fine record, but it's like when you realize that what it came out in '94 and the whole world's changing, and they're like being left behind, like no one gives a fuck. And then I was like, listen to like some of the the later Jungle Brothers albums, and I was like, they didn't even give a fuck about being rap dudes anymore. They were on some Black Eyed Peas shit. So it's like it's better if you just kind of hop in and hop out, make an impact. Hop in, hop out. Yeah, right like quick. on some Edon, like Beauty and the Beat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need Edon making an album in 20, 2019 being like Beauty and the Beat 2. So you're you're coming up the philosophy that sometimes continuing a career can can yeah, water down the original product. Yeah. yeah, because no one gives a fuck about it anyway. No one wants the later bullshit that you're trying to recapture. You know what I mean? They want the the go-to record that made Mem be excited or go-to songs rather than like oh you guys remember that okay i'm either going to go left field and make trap music or try to make like a part two of this shit way past 
the, the date of expiration. I think that shit is. I remember there there was a Fuji's reunion single. Yeah, yeah. Well, like D or some shit. It was taxi. And it was like a T-Mobile commercial or some shit. It was after they were on the Chappelle block party where Michelle Gondry is wearing a Hangar 18 shirt. Shout out to Alaska. Is this is this because I remember it wasn't there a song that was right before this new reunion tour they were supposed to go on. They were trying to right, and but every time they would make a new song, it's like them doing like an Akon T-Pain type of record because that was the hot shit that year. Like every Mm. time they came, and it's weird because they broke through with the score taking sounds and styles that really didn't fit that time they just no, kind of made it some shit. shop quartet shit make it right like you it. know like zealots and you know yes. no woman no cry shop. all that shit like so it's weird watching them trying to recapture some shit versus like we're just fucking hanging out doing some stuff versus like okay we can make like three million this year if we just make an album you know what i mean like i'm thinking of sh- like i do like the fact that like push has talked about how much how much money they've lost because no malice is like i'm not doing that mm. you know what i mean i'm not doing a clips record i'm not touring as the clips i'm not gonna be on the festivals i'm not doing it mm. and yeah. that's cooler than them being like yo guys like hey someone's offering us four hundred thousand. like let's just do a clips album hell hath no fury too yeah i don't I'm agree with, like you know it's a good example of um which should have been one and done the blackout record which one the blackout record there was no reason for them to go back for Red MF? that well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Blackout 2 is like pretty good. It's, but it's but... a it's a solid record, but Red destroys meth. It's not good as far as like the blackout canon. It's not like a match of Dude, one record to the next. That great? It was okay for it's for its time. It's really good. It's, yeah, it's in terms dark. of like getting commercially with some of the crossover yeah, songs. I mean, and I'm just saying, like, that should have existed, like how Black Star did yeah. exist. That's it. I y'all. agree. I agree. It's these yeah. two guys, we put them together. You get this piece and you roll. Cause I remember being selfish with Alaska. I remember like where um I only want Lauren Hill to rap. I yeah. only want one Gnarls Barkley album. That's it. Like I used to be very strange about when they went back to the well. I didn't like it. Like right. my older self, oh, I would, I mean, we have our opinions about it, but I would have hated if they run the jewels went to number three. Yeah. I would have right. hated, like, oh my God, only sequels. Right. I don't like that. Like, end it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like, you know me, I don't like Muddy Waters. I definitely don't like Muddy Waters too. Well, you know I'm saying drop yet. He's still he's still waiting. Yeah. He's still um, waiting to drop. Or, that one. Well, I, I, he's I, got some I, more punchlines from '88 that he's got. You can fix your face all you want, sketch. I pre-mark <laughs> myself to not like it because the first one sucks. It really? Sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. What, Muddy Eric Waters? Sucks. Yeah, you already that, that know. What incredible. You talking wow. about? Incredible. Incredibly ass. It's incredibly bro, case ass. closed. The ill out. Stop smoke it, stop it. What are you doing? Are you kidding oh, me? I'm with How many of those did you mention that Eric Sermon produced? Every Eric Sermon production is All trash. No, no, no. Red produced half that record. Did he? Not, not that one. He might have. Yeah, he, he might have. Whatever. I think, I think he did. I, smoke oh, you know that. what? I, I agree with you. I, the I love that Castro is the biggest weed head in the world and doesn't like smoke. The Buddha. red production sense. was influenced by shitty ass Eric. That's my. Well, he also produced what? What the album? No, but that's that's Red Man production. What the album? And you, Tom, you think Tom, Dark Side um, sucks? He produced all that. And that's Red Man. When you when you get with Eric Sirman, that's Red Sirman. That's what it who, is. Who signed who, who signed Red Man? What are you talking? Who cares? Who all right. On? So he had one good idea because EPMD, another bad idea. Oh, another hey, bad hey, hey, idea. Calm down. No, I'm not oh, calming oh, down. Calm You've down. been fooled this whole time about EPMD. They're classic. They suck ass because Eric <laughs> is ass that he sucks. He's the fucking worst. OK, hey, so everything he's done, it's always half 
down. So P, he does a good job. But you know what P was doing? He was biding his time until DJ Honda got his shit together. That's when P got real and he started producing for himself. When he was with Eric Sermon, it wasn't shit. It never going to be shit. It will never be shit. And that's when Redman went down when he got into the shit with Eric Sermon. Shit. That's his name. So what Eric do you think Sermon about shit. music? Yes, yeah, are you kidding? I, I can reach through this video screen right now and choke oh, wait, you right Alaska. now. Alaska, how about what he, when he went back to the shit. well and he did, I'm hot, I'm hot just like an oven. Remember and I feel bad because one of his worst that. projects he is went named back after to the like well his grandma. Remember that project? The, 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 the owl on the front, the... The, the green owl bandit. No, no, the one that's, that's named after his grandmother or something like that? No, no, like that, the one the green, the green owl is called like Huntington, New York or something. I think it's. I remember all these records. They they're all they're all the same. The he's, only he should, good Eric Sermon thing. That Eric Onassis. Did, did you fuck was, with Eric no, Onassis? That's horrible. The only thing that was good was Insomnia. You that's just it. said because he's got like five extra teeth in his mouth that make him. Sound Insomnia like was the only thing he did that was worth. Okay, I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. Shouts to AJ Swade, the the um, the actual silhouette for the Def Squad kid. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. that, that's yeah. AJ Swade. Shouts okay. to Swade. Yeah. That's still great. So, way God. Would would this be a retire? I have two that might be. I don't know if they're retirement albums, but to me they are. All right. Um, this is gonna be first up. one is the DOC. <laughs> the DOC. Okay. The formula, okay. right? And, like, yeah, yeah. With the, with life, life, he, life came and really. Life came. You know, I mean, he yeah, he life. was on things, but he was never like there was never a follow up. And and not in that form, not his yeah. voice. What it was, how he was flipping it. Yes. And yeah. the oh, other one might be a bit of a controversial DLC. opinion. The DOC. The DOC. Okay. The formula. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, or it was not the formula. And no one could do it better. Um, what about Cannibal Ox, Cold Vein? Well, yeah, of course. They're, but they're wait, the they have. Awesome. Other I mean, I know records. they had a lot of records afterwards. Yes, they no. did. Like, no, they don't. But I uh, know we no. will say me and when, when they Alaska, made that Grammy wall, it ain't because bladed or fucking wrote it. It's because me and Zilla were talking about this. Most people think Cannibal Ox just hit the Cold Vein. They don't have any. No, the solo work people don't know about. Nope. They don't nope. know about bladed or Ronin. They don't know. They don't about know EVs. about Graffiti. They don't know they don't about Ox City. 2010, they don't know about uh, Cannibal Ox 2020, the vast. They know about the they best really damn rap show. They, know they really don't shit. know about none of that shit. We come to, to understand that. So no, Alaska, I, I think that's a that's a duality they have. Maybe that's something yeah. that they were always fighting with, you know, fighting against a great record. But like right. people think that that was it for them. They don't know yeah. about mm-hmm. anything. That I mean, I, I guess technically it's not a retirement record, but. And, and, um, and spiritually it is. it is. Yes. Yeah. Spiritually it is. Oh, I got another great retirement record for y'all. Rakim the 18th letter because anything he did after that is really bad. Oof. Okay. Yes. I, Zilla I bought the master. The master Zilla has horrible. the master. It's got two good it. songs. It's got two good songs. <laughs> you look at that cup. So I remember when I'm, when I'm on the mic. Is that yeah, that song and uh, waiting for the world to end. Both and I think also, and I know a lot of people like the record, but trash. the way the way the 18th letter was done, bringing him into so the dope. present it's world with so the dope. present production, it seemed like this should have been. It should have been all, carried. All you do is keep doing that. Like, yo, just keep getting Buckwild, Pete Rock, Premier. It ain't yeah. that difficult. Everybody knows the fucking formula. It's not that hard. But I don't know. After you did, I like that song. But yo, that made him kind of. But that made him old to me. Shit that made hard. that was like he shouldn't do anymore though. I love that shit. I love that shit. My DJ is that the primo one. No, it's Clark Kent. Oh. It's the return of the wild style fashion is fashion is Alaska. If anybody can see Alaska's face right now, it's classic. He does not like that. Right as long now. as the mic is loud and the volume yeah, pumping, his, his I'll be rocking crowds in 2000. Alaska I right control now the looks crowd. like Chris you know, Webber's scowl. He does not like <laughs> from the town to town. <laughs> nah. And I rock New York City all year <laughs> round. 
I know the parts that Alaska didn't like. That's why I'm laughing. Main source breaking Adams. Yes. I don't need a great one. Nothing else. That's a great book. Okay, so here's another spiritual one. Grave diggings. Me and Cash talking about this album today. Yeah. The second album is a totally different. Shasta Midas and Next Movement talk about the pick, the sickle, and the shovel. Um, Not a good overall album. Great moments, but totally inessential. Oh, I got one for y'all. Not six feet deep. I got one for y'all. And this one kind of sad too. Uh, Lab Cabin, California. Mm. Yeah. The potential? No, not really. I mean, not not like that. They started breaking down and doing like they were doing weird combinations. Like yeah, there would be two of them, three of them, two of them like that. And Fat Lip was all. And they were just they were just touring under a different spelling of the Far Side. Yeah, they just did that. They just toured under like spelling of the Far Side, like the comic strip from the. from the uh, New York Times, if anybody used to get with that, I used okay. to get that. That's, yeah, so yeah, that's just kind of weird. And I've listened to a lot of their stuff afterwards, and it's yeah. just not uh, the same magic. Alaska, what? Um, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sketch. Yes, Alaska. What? What? What album should Nas have retired at? Uh, I mean, <laughs> probably after it was written. You're trying to get him to have a rant. Why are you trying <laughs> to get him was to make, You're trying to manufacture I'll, a rant from the man. I'll, I'll the, say I am. I'll say I am. I am there's, not even a good album either. When no, you there, there are a couple tracks on it, but everything exactly. afterwards right. was, was hot garbage. You know, Stillmatic, Stillmatic? Had, had, a, had a few songs I liked. It had like four. Stillmatic, okay. though, was a copy of a copy to get reestablished. You know I, what I'm saying? You have an album with four songs or 75 songs. It's only going to have three good songs on it. <laughs> Alaska, I will what, say what, that the Nas your... equation is applicable. There will be three songs that are a horrible idea. I will give him that. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Um, what, what the Kanye retirement? Graduation. <laughs> me, uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Now I'm not, I'm not even with that dark twisted fantasy. I think you should have stopped. Yeah, it's not that, that good. Me I'm too. going back to it. I, I don't like any of Kanye's music outside of a few songs on my twisted dark fantasy. Nice. Like the blame um, game might be the only song I can listen to uh, all the way through. That's a good song. Um, yeah. Because of the Aphex Twin sample, really? Yeah. Yep. Richard James shit. Do the, that. Um, the right, only person more, I, uh, what do you um, think? Is he? I okay. wish I wish Dr. Dre actually retired after the Chronic. Yeah. Because you don't like Compton. The... No. Oh, you um, talking? No, oh, no you talking Compton. before Compton? Tw- uh, you talking about before oh, Chronic two thousand one? Yeah, because every oh. time he he came back out after the Chronic, he's always like, "Remember when I did this? What? I do this yeah. now." Like he has nothing to say except like, he's updating, no, he's he's like, updating his LinkedIn insane. profile. Exhibit corrupt he, all those moments. The, the guests are ill. Moments. The guests yeah, are production ill. Production is terrible. He no, I'm talking about shit. So he had other people writing. Remember when I made the Chronic? Yes. Which is even worse. <laughs> it's like he's yeah, always the, updating. Yeah, right for, hey, yeah like all of his all of his features and verses and rhymes after Chronic on whatever. It's like always like him updating his LinkedIn profile. Like yes. added like uh, Beats Music. Beats well, Hippo, I think that started with M- when you Apple. got Eminem writing for you, and he, that for the God about Dre became Dre's tagline. Like you forgot yeah. about Dre. Don't forget, like, I did like this. He, he was the first dude to be like, remember in the eight, like he was like Chris Farley. Remember in the eighties when I did this? <laughs> like, yeah, you were in NWA. I get it. Fucking twenty eight years ago, bro. Shut up. He's the worst. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm. I I like the guest moments of two thousand one, but he could have he could have stopped before that. Definitely not that Compton. I don't know what I don't know. Some people try to tell me that. I, I still haven't heard it. 
It's nothing in here. It's a yeah. Kendrick. It's a Kendrick vehicle almost, right? It's like Kendrick's all over the thing, right? There are yeah, just certain of, yeah. artists to me, like in my mind, they died after that last, after a certain record came out. Mm. I'm like, they don't <laughs> exist anymore. Organized confusion could have stopped after. Oh, you didn't like the agenda. Oh, Ooh. did I like the Equinox? Come on, man. That's oxymoron. Did anybody like Equinox when that they came had, out? They had, oh. they had a song, they had sin. When that came they out, everybody numbers, was numbers like, numbers There's like numbers four or five songs that are good on there, but there's also 20 skits that are not good. I say that again, that gives it the Kanye. I mean, the Nas average. And the um, fact that um the skits didn't have nothing. The songs had nothing theorem. to do with the skits. That was the weirdest thing. The songs had nothing. They were they were yeah. loosely tied in. Yeah, the there skits. was like there was like two British white men talking for five minutes, and then the next song is about like rapping lyrically. Is I'm like, what? Why? What are we doing? Like the way they tied in vitro to it was very lazy. No, like I'm one good. of the girls got pregnant or something, and then it's I'm yeah, like, I'm this. Good. Yeah, we have Prince amongst thieves. Use that as a blueprint. Yeah, don't do with it. Don't do this. They might have used it as a blueprint just foobar. They really yeah. don't. Yeah. That was poorly executed. I remember listening to it like, where am I at? I remember I was on track 15. I was only through one third of the record. I was like, what is right. going on here? I yeah, didn't have enough time in the day. All right. So. <laughs> Can I give uh, props to one record that was supposed to be a retirement record? Please do. Sure, please. But actually launched an um, interesting uh, relaunch. Uh, Beans, uh, End It All. Oh, yeah. End It All by Beans was like his record where he was like, if it doesn't do anything, I'm done. Mm. I mean, and, and, and history will absolve me. Same thing. He was on yeah. some. Yeah. It's my Good last point. One. Good Truth point. To be told, um, I had a conversation with Woods where he told me the spirit of he left nothing for the swim back reminded him of history will absolve me because it sounded yeah. like I just needed to. Yeah, like, he says this has to do told, something. Yeah, he's told that, that makes thing. sense, which is which is true. You know, like it's you know it's, you know you get older, you you want to have some type of effect on somebody, right. but you also want to really get up there and give a fucking full ass swing. Absolutely. You want to give it your, you know, whatever they want to call it, the you know, fisherman's chance. Or, you know, you yeah. want to give it your all so you can say, yeah. win, lose, or draw, I did exhaust it and I can live with those results. I don't, I didn't leave anything back. Like, I love the title. I didn't leave anything yep. to leave me with doubts it. about, was this good enough or not? Because I didn't do this other 25% or I didn't do this type of song. Right, no, you you put just... everything on there. It's like, look, this is me. Take it or leave it. And they took it. Yeah. You bet on yourself and you won, my nigga. You feel me? I appreciate it. I Fucking appreciate won. it. It's, it's week three, right? It's week two right now. You're good, <laughs> no. It's for review. Got more videos coming. I know it feels just good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a video being edited now. About to work on another one. Pitchfork review is crazy. That was dope. Oh, I, was, I, was so, I was so proud of you. And I know I wanted to reiterate, and before we get out of it, I want to say that I'm very, very proud of Jeff Markey. He puts in a lot of work. He died at his time, yeah. and he and, and his craft is worth it. And he's a great producer. And I'm so yo, happy that he's yo, up to spot. speed is like one of my favorite beats of the year for the whole year. I don't give a fuck uh, what comes you. out afterwards. That shit is like, unreal. Yeah, that right there. Like I've heard the beat, you know. More than anybody except for Jeff Markey, it still gets me excited. Yeah, be this. And like oh, I was my. saying in our past episode, that there's a recent Bermuda Triangle of great music between you, we never let you and Jeff uh, left none for the swim back, uh, Fat Boy Sharif and preaching in Havana, and what else did he just drop? He just dropped something. Um, no, we're preaching in Havana. The marriage one, I forgot what it's called. And um, he just oh um 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 planning unfaithful. Yeah, the sounds yeah. on that and gangs shook world. I've been listening to those three 
and you see the sweet spot is right in the middle. Them joints is crazy. And you mix all that together. That is a crazy ass indie gumbo. And um, you know, shouts to Pink Seafood. And I I tell everybody, put those three together, put it on shuffle. That's the that's the that's the mix right now. Don't even Um, mess with nothing else. Don't even mess with I would also recommend uh Teller Banks, Big Lebowski. That album is fucking wonderful. Lebowski with three eyes. Correct. Strongly yeah. recommend tell that, 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 that cat's nice. So yeah, he's nice. really dope. Love that dude. So nice. So yeah, it's been, it's been right. a great year already. God damn. That's that's yeah. what happened. Oh, AJ and Swade about to drop something. Swade about to drop something yeah. mm-hmm. either tomorrow, Friday, or no Friday or something this week. AJ got another project. This is his second already. Is this the one with Dove? Is this the one? No, no. Nope. Uh, Televangel. Yeah. There's another Televangel one because he remember he did that first one early in the year where he produced it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, now he has the television. Yeah, my man Suede did not play. It's serious for Suede. I love it. I love it. Shout out to Suede. We got to get him on the show. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Long overdue. Yeah. All right, call out cultists. I appreciate Ooh. y'all riding with the folks. We had a nice yeah. little trip today. Please go out and get He Left Nothing for the Swim Back by yes. Sketch 185 and Jeff yeah. Markey. And then uh, my, my neighbor's going to be mad at me. Peace to Jeff Markey. Peace to Tomorrow Kings. Shout out to Analog Tape Dispenser, my old yes. Chicago fan. I said Analog. There it goes. And real uh, quick, one of my best friends, Dave Giles, just won a Grammy for for writing the verse on Cozy. Oh, uh, sure. uh, Beyonce's record. Yeah. And, nice. Great and record. I'm saying this because a lot of people counted him out. A lot of people played, played him to the left. Hmm. He kept at it, kept rhyming. He has a group called Dave and Sam. And now I'm watching people I know don't rock with him retweet his shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the greatest. And please know I know you don't rock with him. <laughs> Talk about it. Alaska, you got anything to promo? Sorry for being petty. Uh, you know, just uh, pop songs for the apocalypse is out there. Yeah, uh, sir. Get yourself a copy. Tapes and hoodies project. available. Tapes, hoodies. Get digital if you're not into physical. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I. Uh, Zilla, I got one bar left on our record for writing. <laughs> Take, your stuck on it. Take your time. Take your time. I wrote I wrote basically the last two verses this weekend. Cool. I just uh, but I'm stuck on this last bar. Okay. Yeah. Zilla. Um, thank you. I got uh Andrew's record, Sad Band Songs. I don't know, cassette pre-orders. Um, that's going off. I just got word today that that those cassettes have already shipped, so I should have those in hand very soon. Um, we're doing a one-year anniversary flash sale for Andrew's album. The rain knows what it's doing. CDs are nine bucks until Sunday. This episode will be out, so you guys are missing the rest of the sale. Fuck y'all. And then um, Andrew and Jesse's record, sleeping Jesse the Tree, and Andrew's yeah. record, Sleeping Dogs. We're gonna start ramping up that. That's gonna be dropping in March. The album is fucking crazy. I'm very very excited about this one. And then I should be getting me and Andrew's record um on vinyl next month so there you go i fucked up with the vinyl order i discovered via steel tip dove so there you go that was good news to find out i'm, I'm the reason why the album took seven months yeah. on vinyl okay not the industry not the fucking supply chain inflation nothing me i fucked it up so there you go you okay. got, i got an education alaska but you saved edu- you saved 45 dollars. so that's I, good. <laughs> I got an education and education never comes free so there you no, go it there it is. Does. i failed all right, I have a um, <laughs> I have a bunch of features floating around. Um, I have a song with uh, Willie Green called "Born Ready." Oh, that's my shit single. So we want y'all to check that out. 
Oh, That's and Alaska, Sedale, I'm sorry, Castro Sedale Threat Remix. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm sorry, guys. Sedale Threat Remix is dropping on the 17th, so the episode mm. will probably be out afterwards. Yes. More remixes than the ones we dropped already, small pro joints. Check that out. I got, um, like I said, features on Spec Diagnostic stuff. I got a feature Tough. on um, my man Milk on his new um, project. Milk. Well, his extended remix, extended project with Televangel. Um and uh, I think I'm on some other stuff. I have a lot of features coming out as Shrapnel, me and Prim. Yeah. Um, so just look Steel out for Steel Tip Dove record. You're on Obelisk. Yep. I'm Fine on that Obelisk. Dove just dropped a vinyl. Um, all the weight feathers don't have. I think that's yes. what it's called. On vinyl broken, sold out. Broken Arrow Records. <laughs> sold out? No, it's not broken out. Fused <laughs> Arrow Records. I fuck um, the album sold out on vinyl, but there's nice. still tapes available on You Don't Deserve This Beautiful Art. They're selling tapes over there, so go over yep. there and grab yourself Shasta a Darko. copy. Shook World is on tape. Grab yourself Shasta a copy. Gang. Yes. Um, he left nothing for the swim back. Is on vinyl. Just vinyl, right? Y'all didn't do CDs. Did vinyl right now. We're gonna uh, CDs are coming soon with a little stuff. I was just I was just looking at the band camp and it's uh it's almost it's, sold it, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dwindling. It's getting low. It's getting low. Right you, man. Dwindling. So first Stunting time out, hose. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Stunting on it. First hose. time, long time. You feel me? Yeah, I mean grand opening, grand closing. All right. Yeah. We're not playing. We're you not gonna get playing. it now because the price tomorrow will be different. Definitely. Correct. You go to Discogs, they ain't playing. Go in, you know, go in and type white. Go and type white label and see how much that costs every day. Yeah. Or try to find your original shrapnel self-title. Go see Oof. how much that costs. You feel me? Oh, this yeah. guy flex flex away. Flex away. You know, that's just how it is out here in these in these trenches of this hip hop. Mm. But yeah, we glad that y'all hang with us. We glad that y'all bang with us. And we glad that y'all are gang with us. This is call out culture. Yes. Thank you, Sketch, for blessing us with your appearance. Of course, yes, sir. Go get my and, man's you know, album. Yes, sir. Good. Continue. Uh, but, say, you know, excuse me if I was too petty tonight. Nah, petty is petty's the fuel. Call out culture. Yeah. We love petty. We put that in our engines. Like you like heard the whole Eric Sermon tirade, right? You feel me? You didn't see the uh um Zilla trying to pull out a, a, a Alaska NASA tire, uh, excuse me, Nas rant. You know, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a yeah. while. You, you gotta go back to the classics once in a while. Yeah. But we got more great episodes coming up. And so we just want y'all to stay tuned. We're going to be here, so we hope to see y'all there. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.